Welcome, CA students 678. Hey, my name's Noelle. I'm one of the pastors here. I'm so glad you're joining us for CA Students Online. And if this is your first time watching, I just want to give you an extra special welcome. Thanks for watching with us. So we're in this series called Turning Point, and we've heard testimony after testimony of just amazing moments of God working in our lives. The main point of this series and in, in what we're seeing in story after story is that God makes moments for us to turn to him. And tonight, I want to talk to you about one of the ways God works in turning points in our life. He often involves people in turning points he makes. You see, God can use others in our life, and he can use us in others' lives. And this creates a domino effect advancement of the kingdom of God. So I love on YouTube those epic domino videos where like a bunch of dominoes are set up and it knocks over and it starts another thing. Have you watched one of those recently? They're so cool. Or maybe you're like me and you played dominoes growing up or you still play dominoes and you build those giant domino trains. We used to try and go like room to room building a domino train. It's seriously so fun. But you know what's pretty lame? Just one domino. I haven't really seen a video of just one domino falling. Dominoes are cool because they have an effect on each other. So I want you to look over here, and I want you to imagine that you're the middle domino, okay? So you're one of these middle dominoes. Ready? Ready? <laughs> wow. As a middle domino, your existence, right, is is to live influenced and moved by another domino, and that moves and influences you to move and influence another domino. And this just keeps happening and happening and happening, right? Okay, what do dominoes have to do with turning points? What if you didn't look at your life in isolation, just as one domino? But what if you looked at your life and other involved in other people's stories? You saw yourself connected to other people's stories. In other words, don't look at your life as just one domino, but look at your life in a chain of reaction. We're going to talk about what it could look like for others, people to influence our turning points, and for God to use us to, to influence other people's turning points. But first, would you pray with me? Jesus, we're so thankful for you, Jesus. We're so thankful that you make moments in our life to turn to you, God. We're so thankful to get to be involved, Jesus, in the kingdom of God, Lord, that you made a way for us to know you, God, and that this can have a chain reaction in life, Lord. Jesus, I just pray during this time you would speak to us. Would you open our ears and our hearts and our eyes to you, Lord? It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, we are going to look at John chapter 1, and here's what it says. 
The next day, John was there again with, his, with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who followed Jesus. Here is point number one from this story. Point number one, God can use other people in your turning point moments. God can use other people in your turning point moments. Let's talk about Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, he doesn't get much airtime, but I want us to think about him as we reflect on this story. You see, John's identification of Jesus to his friends initiates the start of a very important turning point for Andrew. Remember in verse 37, it says, when they heard John say this, when they heard John say, look, the Lamb of God, they followed Jesus. It's John's identification of Jesus, look, the Lamb of God, that stirs Andrew to spend time with Jesus, leading to Andrew having his own turning point moment, his own moment of tasting and seeing for himself that Jesus is good. It's John's proclaiming of Jesus, and it matters in Andrew's story. So watch this, okay? We have John, and then we have Andrew, right? And ready? <laughs> so cool. Okay, here's the next thing that I want you to note from this story about turning points, okay? An important indicator of a turning point is a deeper knowledge of and love for God. A deeper knowledge of and love for God. You see, John took what he knew and what he loved about Jesus, that he was the Lamb of God, and he told his friend Andrew about it. Let me tell you, I don't know everything there is to know about Jesus. I bet you don't either. No one knows everything about Jesus. We're still learning and we're still growing. But if you've given your life to him, I bet you know something about him. So like John, can you take what you do know and what you do love about Jesus and can you share that with someone close to you? God can take your little and you guys, he can make it a lot. He does that all over scripture. So would you share your little, would you share what you do know? And guys, here is why I am fired up about this, because this is why the spreading of the Christian faith works through, throughout history and throughout the world. It works because people are giving and sharing and spreading what they have found in Jesus. What people have 
right, can in Jesus, what they share can impact you and me. Here is how I've seen this happen in my own life, a turning point moment that happened because of somebody being involved. So in elementary school, I made this friend, Lauren, and she is a dear and great friend. And also, Lauren is like a fun friend, okay? Lauren, growing up, she was always inviting me into really fun things. Like, she was my friend that was like, come sleep over, we'll sleep outside on the trampoline. And it was so fun. Lauren was also always coming up with crazy games to let me play with her, like blindfold bouncy ball throw, which is literally just blindfolding me, putting me in a hallway, closing the doors, and chucking bouncy balls everywhere trying to catch them. It was ridiculous, okay? But Lauren, Lauren had some great fun invitations. But I didn't always say yes to all of Lauren's invitations. In fact, Lauren had invited me to church multiple times, and I'd be like, oh, sorry, I'm kind of tired. I don't think I can go. (laughs) I mean, I had been to church before, but I just didn't really want to go, and I just wasn't sure. So, but Lauren, Lauren invited, and I would say no. But one day, a turning point happened, okay? Lauren and I were in eighth grade, and we were eating ice cream together, and she had another invitation for me. She invited me to come to the summer camp she loved so much with her. And you guys, it was by God's grace that I was like, um, yeah, sure, I'll go. When are you guys going? <laughs> and Lauren said, we're leaving in two days. And I was like, great, sign me up. <laughs> So I got to go to camp with Lauren, and here's why that camp, that week at camp, was a turning point moment for me. It was a turning point because it was a way at camp that week that led to more moments of understanding God's deep love for me. I, I, at this camp, experienced a God who saw me, who loved me, and I had these moments of learning that I could actually have a personal relationship with him. You guys, though I knew some things about God before, it was really at this camp that I remember leaving and driving home and just wanting to follow Jesus, wanting to know him more and to grow in my relationship with him. God met me at this camp and captured more of my heart that summer. And it started with that invitation, right? So back to the dominoes. Here we go. Lauren, Noel, and getting invited to summer camp. So you guys, following Jesus is not a solo journey. Like we learned at camp day, community has a great impact on us. And I'm so grateful for the moments in my life where someone from the overflow of their relationship with God and what they have in Christ invited me 
lovingly corrected me in truth or took a moment to encourage me with a word that I needed or extending forgiveness and grace. All of these things that have happened of people working in my life in those ways have pointed me into a deeper relationship with God too. So who is someone who's been influential in your followership of Jesus? Who has been a part of turning moments for you? Like Lauren was a part of a turning point moment for me. Could you go and thank them? Could you go and thank them for what they shared with you? And if you're watching this and you don't follow Jesus, I just want to say I'm so glad you're listening and you're watching. And I just want to know, did someone invite you to listen to this right now? Or has there been other moments of people reaching out to you or loving you or serving you? Could those be moments that God is using that person to help you come to know God too? All right, we're going to continue on in our story with John and Andrew. And I want you to watch what happens to Andrew, okay? So picking up that story in John chapter 1, we're going to look at verse 41. And here's what happens to Andrew after he has that turning point moment. The first thing Andrew did, the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, Jesus. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. Here's the second point for tonight that we can draw from this story. God can use you in other people's turning point moments. God can use you in other people's turning point moments. Andrew takes what he had just learned about Jesus, as the story says, and the first thing he does is he goes and he tells his brother Peter. Here it is again. Somebody sharing something they know and love about Jesus, even though they don't know everything. And we see that in Andrew calling him the Messiah, right? You guys, I kind of see this. Maybe what's going on in Andrew's head in this moment is, this is so good. Jesus is so good. I have to go get my brother in on this too. And maybe you're at this point, you're listening to the talk, and you're like, but Noelle, I don't want to pressure somebody with my religion. I've heard that. I've heard that before. And I just want to ask and challenge that. If I tried the best burger I, and I loved you, I would want to tell you about it, right? And most likely, you wouldn't say, Noelle, stop pressuring me with your burger. You would probably more likely respond with gratitude that I shared something valuable and important and good with you. So I want us to step back into sharing Jesus with others, and I want to frame that invitation to others with, hey, I've just found the greatest treasure I could ever find, Jesus. And I want, and I don't want to keep it to myself. I want everyone to have that treasure. It's in love that we share something like that. All right, back to our domino train. Right? We have John, we have Andrew, and added to the domino train now 
is Peter, right? It keeps growing. God uses John, right, in Andrew's turning point. And we also see Andrew get to be a part of Peter's turning point. And you guys, you and I are like Andrew. God will use others in our life, and we can be used in others' lives. All that God might be known and loved and glorified. This is just a fun fact. Fast forward in the story from John to Andrew to Peter. Peter is going to experience turning point after turning point after turning point throughout the Gospels and Acts. And Peter, he's going to be a part of one of the largest collective turning points I can think of in the Bible. Go and read about Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And your mind's going to be blown that 3,000 people encounter Jesus and have a turning point. And the, it's a crazy moment in the church's history of a church turning point. <laughs> so domino after domino after domino after domino continue to get added. So remember, God can use you in other people's turning point moments. And how have I seen this in my own life? Um, you guys, a few years ago, I was shopping at a cute little boutique in Montrose, and I was trying on some clothes. And there was one other employee um, there with me uh, working the boutique. And we got chatting, and I found out her name was Bree. And guys, we were just having a blast. I was, like, trying on these clothes, and I'd come out of the dressing room and, like, do fashion show and she would like tell me what to buy it was really fun and I just was like really getting along with this stranger and so as we were ringing up the very cute jumper that I bought that day we got talking and Brie was telling me about how she recently um, moved she transferred colleges um, and was in California again and she was looking for some community to get plugged into and you guys I felt a tug on my heart in that moment to invite her to church. And you guys, I hadn't really invited strangers to church that often, so I was kind of nervous. But I was like, Bree, would you want to come to church with me on Sunday? And you guys, she said yes. And she came to church with me the next Sunday. We sat together at Fusion. So why was this a turning point for Bree? Well, this invitation to church led to Brie finding her community, finding her home church that she could plug into and really grow in her relationship and followership of Jesus. And you guys, in this, Brie had a bonus turning point moment of discovering an amazing gift she has of leading worship and really diving into that gift. So Bree now leads worship at CA and gets to be a part of so many turning point moments as she uses her gift of singing to help other people experience God and have turning point moments with him. And you guys, in Bree's words, she tells it like this. It is like you passed on a light to me that I'm able to now pass on to others. Oh, so good. So back to our dominoes, right? In my story, we had Lauren, and then Noelle, and then Bree. And so Lauren's momentum pushes me to push Bree, and then Bree keeps adding to the dominoes. It's amazing. So you guys, where do we go from here? 
here are some things I want you to be thinking about doing as a follower of Jesus, okay? The first one is I want you to take what you do know about Jesus and to share it with someone. Take what you do know and share it with someone. You guys, we don't start sharing about Jesus when we know everything because then we wouldn't share at all. We start sharing about Jesus when we know something. So what do you know about God? What do you love about Jesus? And who have you told? Could you go and tell someone The second one is intentionally pray for people to come to know Jesus. You guys, when I'm praying for someone, I'm more attentive to God working in their life. And I'm actually bolder in my words and my actions because I'm thinking about it more and I'm desiring and hungering for that. So be praying intentionally for people to know Jesus too. Number three is proclaim Jesus in your words and in your actions. Remember from Jake's talk that any moment could be a turning point moment. And we got to remember God loves to use people and can and sometimes does use people in turning point moments. So let's be kind. Let's be gracious and let's be bold. Number four is persevere, okay? Persevere. Trust God and stay encouraged, okay? Uh, I've once heard evangelism explained like this, where we don't always get to see immediate results of inviting or sharing Jesus with somebody. But it's like our sharing could move somebody from point A to point B, and at point D, they're going to give their life to Jesus. Or maybe our sharing moves someone from point N to point Q, and at Z, they're going to give their life to Jesus. We just don't know what's happening, but God does. So be encouraged, even if you don't see immediate results. And I just want you to remember, Lauren had multiple invitations before the summer camp invitation in my life, right? It wasn't the first invitation that I said yes to. And number five, invite, 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 invite. (laughs) Look, I get it. It can be scary to invite someone. And I can tell you if you don't invite them, I can tell you for sure what will happen. They won't come. But if you do invite someone, I, can t- I can't tell you for sure what will happen, but they might come. And you guys, my life was forever changed from one invitation to a summer camp where the good news of Jesus was proclaimed. Your invitation matters. God uses our invitations to deeply impact others. So I encourage you to be praying about who can I invite to watch CA students online with. Maybe maybe you initiate that and you set up a Zoom where you and a friend can watch it together and then talk about it. Or who can I invite to a Zoom life group in this season? That's another one to invite people into. 
Next, if you're comfortable coming to CA students in 678 in person, we're going to be hosting an invite night, which is a special night. Uh, well, every night's a good night to invite a friend to program. But this is a special night where we'll have an extra silly game, uh, some surprises, some fun, and a message that's especially great for people who haven't heard the good news of Jesus before. So I want you to be praying even right now who might God be putting on your heart to invite to watch CA students online, to go to Zoom Life Group together, or to possibly go to Invite Night together? For 678, that's happening on March 24th, and for CA students, that's happening on March 26th. You guys, as your pastor, it is my prayer that we would be the kind of people who share what we have found in Jesus with others. That we would be a group who invites others, who includes others, who witnesses to others, and is a part of other people's turning point moments. So if you have found Jesus-centered community, would you share that community with somebody who's lonely right now? If you've found healing in Jesus, would you share that healing with somebody who's hurting if you've found hope in Jesus, would you share that hope with someone who is hopeless in this season? And if you've found a restored relationship with Christ, that's accessible to everyone. So would you share about that relationship and let someone know they can have it too? You guys, there's a beautiful mystery in God's sovereignty or God's in controlness and human's responsibility. But we do see in scripture that our actions really do matter. So be assured your invitation matters. Your sharing about what you know and you love about Jesus does matter. And it's not just for the one domino next to you, but it's for the other dominoes that would get knocked down from that other person, that giant domino effect. Friends, I want to close with this verse. First, First Corinthians 3, verses 6 through 9. It says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. TA students, be encouraged that God does the growing that God does the heart transformation in people. Yet, he invites us to be co-workers with him. We get to be a co-worker in God's service. It's in God's lovingness and his goodness and his kindness that he lets you and I be a part of his kingdom advancing like dominoes on earth as it is in heaven. Would you pray with me as we close this time? Yeah, Jesus, we're so grateful, Lord, that you 
allow others to affect us like a domino, Lord, and stir and create turning point moments in us that we could know you better, Lord. And Lord, we thank you too that you send us out and we can be used by you, God, to have help stir turning point moments in other people, Lord. God, we are so thankful that you have ultimately made all of this possible just by the cross, Lord, by forgiving us, Jesus. We thank you that it's possible. And so, Lord, would you help us to be bold, Lord? Would you help us to take what we know and love about you, Jesus, and to share that, Lord? Would you help us to be praying? Would you help us to be bold in our words and our actions, God? Would you help us to persevere, God, when it feels hard and we don't see any movements? Would you help us, Lord? And God, would you put on our hearts, even now, Lord, we just stop even now and we just ask, God, is there anyone in my life that you want me to invite that you want me to share the good news with, that you want me to share what I do know and I do love about you. Jesus, thank you so much that you're here with us and with us every step of this sharing, God. We love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.